Our reading this morning is taken from Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 1 to 14. This is the text of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders among the exiles and to the priests, the prophets, and all the other people Nebuchadnezzar had carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. This was after King Jehoiachin and the Queen Mother, the court officials and the leaders of Judah and Jerusalem. The skilled workers and the craftsmen had gone into exile from Jerusalem. He entrusted the letter to Elasa, son of Shaphan, and to Jamariah, son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah, king of Judah, sent to King Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. It said, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there, do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Displacement is one of the most stressful things to handle. We see it on television these days, a lot of displaced people, the refugee crisis uh, all over the Middle East and in Europe. As someone who has lived in different countries for extended periods of time, I understand very well, in some sense, what it means to be unsettled, to be stressed in a new environment. When you come to Northern Ireland, you think that people speak English here. And then you realize that when you talk, when you arrive here in Northern Ireland, you talk to someone on the telephone, that you have no idea what they're saying. There are many things that unsettle 
someone who is displaced in many ways. The culture, the language, don't have a bank account, cannot buy a car, cannot have a mobile phone contract. Those are the things that you have to deal with when you arrive in a new environment. Henry Nowen, in his book Compassion, says that we do not have to look very far to find displacements in our own lives. He speaks about physical displacements. Many of us have had that experience. Some of us moved from one country to another, from the west to the east, the north to the south, from a small town to a large city, from a small intimate high school to a large impersonal university, from a playful environment to a competitive society, from familiar surroundings to unfamiliar surroundings. We all have experienced this kind of physical displacements. But apart from that, he says, we also have inner displacements. And many of the older people here this morning will know what we're talking about. As the years go on, familiar images and ideas are often pushed out of the place. Ways of thinking that for many years helped us to understand the world are now criticized and seen as old-fashioned and conservative. Rituals and customs that played central roles in our lives over a long period of time are not appreciated by our children and neighbors anymore. Family traditions, church traditions, church celebrations are suddenly abandoned and even laughed at as sentimental, magical, and superstitious. And all these things make us feel threatened, give us a feeling of being lost and left alone. So when we're displaced, we want to say so many times as we have said when we moved to Northern Ireland, especially the few first few years. I want to go home. I don't want to be here. Or the inner displacements. I want to return to the familiar, the things that make sense to me. And the danger when you're displaced physically or inwardly is that you be can become resentful, that the present can make us bitter, apathetic, fill us with a feeling of resignation, hopelessness. The book of Jeremiah is about displaced people. We read that this was a letter written by the prophet 
to the surviving elders among the exiles, to the priests, the prophets, those people taken away from their land into Babylon, far away from all the things that were familiar to them. One of the most gripping expressions of their displacement we find in Psalm 137 when they say, by the rivers of Babylon we sat and wept when we remembered Zion. There, they told us, sing us a song. How can we sing the songs of the Lord? while in a foreign land. And this filled them with bitterness and resentment. And therefore, they said, Happy is the one who seizes the infants of Babylon and dashes them against the rocks. This is how they felt. Because they were displaced. Inwardly, and physically. What would you have liked to hear when you're displaced? It will soon be over. It won't last. You will return soon. It will get better soon. Some of the prophets actually told them that in Jeremiah's time. We read about the false prophet, Hananiah, in chapter 28, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. Within two years, I will bring you back to this place. I will also bring back to this place the king of Judah and all the other exiles. It will soon be over. Jeremiah responded to Hananiah and he says listen Hananiah the Lord has not sent you yet you have persuaded this nation to trust in lies therefore this is what the Lord says I'm about to remove you from the face of the earth and in that year Hananiah died So what is the alternative that Jeremiah gives to this displaced people? I will bring you back from ca captivity, he says in verse 14. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you. And I will bring you back to the place from which I have carried you into exile. Is that any different from Hananiah? Not at this stage. But then he says this, when 70 years are completed, not two years, 70 years, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. You will be strangers. You will be foreigners. You will be displaced 
for the next 70 years. One of the most misquoted verses in the Bible then follows. And we quote this verse to each other so many times. We put it in our homes to comfort, to give people hope. The purpose is to encourage. But what is never said is that this promise follows what is written here. You know these, this promise. Many of the young people would know it as well. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. After he said, you'll be strangers for 70 years. You'll be foreigners. You'll be displaced for 70 years. So what does it mean? Very simple. God has a plan for his people where they are. You are where you are at the moment because this is where I have brought you. This is where you are. And it is in this place that I am go going to build your future. It is in this place that I have plans for you. I know the plans I have for you. The plans to prosper, to receive hope, is not something in the distant future. It is not a secret plan that only God knows about. It is not something that we should guess about. We will see what it means. Now remember that as a church of Jesus Christ, the identity that the New Testament gives to us as people of God is that we have a passport of heaven. We are all strangers and foreigners where we are. We are not citizens of this world. This world is just an interim period. Our citizenship, Paul says, is in heaven. This is not our permanent home. We will one day return to the place where we belong. And that is to God. In the meantime, God has a plan to bless us. He has a plan to prosper us. He has a plan to give us hope and a future. Henry Nowen writes, our first and often most difficult task is to allow these actual displacements to become places where we can hear God's call. What does God say now, he says? Will this place be a place of resentment, bitterness, 
resignation and apathy or an expression of discipleship where we follow Jesus where God has placed us. You see, nobody else has been more displaced than the Lord Jesus himself. We read in Philippians that he who was God left heaven, didn't hold on to equality with God as something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of a servant. If you call yourself a Christian, you're a follower of this displaced Jesus. And you are a foreigner, a stranger in this world. And Henry Nouwen says, our task now is to hear God's call now at this stage of our lives. What does God say now? Are we going to be bitter? Are we going to be resentful? Are we going to ask, what does God say? How should we follow him now? So what are the plans for his displaced people in exile? The PW says that their theme this year is, this is the day. And this is what Jeremiah also says. Embrace this day. Do what God says you have to do today. First thing he says, settle where God placed you. The way that the Lord will prosper them and give them hope and give them a future is not in the distant future, but to settle here in their community. He says, build houses, settle down, plant gardens, eat. Build, plant, eat. Live your life here in this community. And then he says, marry and have sons and daughters. And when, when they grow up, find wives for them so that they may also have sons and daughters. For three generations, you're in it for the long haul. You're going to be here. So blossom where God has planted you. God promises plans of prospering and hope and future to those who are willing to do His will now, here, at this stage of your life. Secondly, seek God's blessings for the community. Seek the best interests of the place where God has placed you. Listen to what he says. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city. 
to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Seek the shalom, the wholeness of the community. Because if it prospers, you will prosper. Go on your knees for it. One of the things at our prayer meetings, and especially we started it on the Tuesday morning prayer meeting, is to decide to bless this community in prayer. To ask that God would bless the schools, the doctors, the organizations, all people in this community. And through the work of the PW, they send money out to people in Italy at the moment so that those people can bless the city in which they live. Because if the city is blessed, they will be blessed. Wherever God has placed you, how difficult it is. Because remember, he says, this is where I've carried you into exile. It is because of their sin that they are there. We are not displaced because of our sin. We are placed in a community at this time. And God wants us to be for this community. To pray for this community. To stand for this community in front of God. Peter says, I urge you as foreigners and strangers, foreigners and exiles, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors. For it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people, show proper respect to everyone, love the family of believers, Fear God, honor the emperor, be good citizens where God has placed you. Support it by your prayers and seeking the wholeness of that community. Seek the peace, seek the prosperity. Don't withdraw from where you are. We're not a small sectarian community. We're there to serve the greater good that God has for this community. I know the plans I have for you. It's not in the future. Plans to prosper you, to give you hope, you will prosper here. You will have hope here. You will have a future here. Thirdly, practice your faith. Be unique. Then you will call on me 
and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, and then, he says, I will bring you back. Then I will bring you back to prosper and to have a future are not just promises to be received. It goes hand in hand with a lifestyle that honors God, with a renewed devotion to the Lord. While we are waiting, and while these people were waiting for the fulfillment of God's promises one day, they are called to a new relationship with God, to new spiritual disciplines, which would make them unique in that society. The PW says that their aim is to encourage people to be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. We can bless the community. We can pray for the community. But the community has to see who we are. Followers of Jesus Christ. People in a committed relationship with God. Walter Brueggemann says, Judah must decide to seek its future exclusively from the Lord. The Lord wants us to be unique in this community. When Peter speaks about our foreigners and exiles, he says, abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves in a total relationship with him. For many refugees today, displacement is a horrible experience. And for Israel, it was a horrible experience. But God said to them, you are a small community, small group of God's people in this hostile environment. That makes you a missional community. That makes you people whose very existence is mission. The very fact that you come together and worship God and praise God in this community and live in a devoted relationship with Him that makes you unique. And in this desert where you've been planted as exiles, as foreigners, God wants you to blossom. God 
wants you to prosper. Settle where God has placed you, he says. Seek God's blessings for the community. And practice your faith. That is the plans that God has for you. This is the day that God calls you to live for Him and to seek His peace. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank You that You have called us to be here in this place at this time this place in our lives the job where you have placed us the family where you have placed us help us to seek the prosperity of the place where you have called us and to pray for the peace of the place where you have called us. And help us to live such unique lives that people will see it and glorify you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.